Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the For the Good podcast. Where are we at, honey? We're in Whoville. Whoville. We're still in Whoville. This episode's going to come out after Christmas, so we hope that you guys had a great Christmas with your family and enjoyed a nice church service. We're yeah. really excited. Christmas for us is next weekend, so mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited. Yeah. I think they said we have 17 services in total. I think that's what they said today. Yeah. And I was like, dang, I'm used to like two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy because I think a lot of times people are like either, well, I guess they get busy because sometimes people only go to church for the holidays. So they always like stock up on services and plus they want you to bring people. Yeah. But yeah, this is going to be our first Christmas away Mm -hmm. from our families and just together. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about that, honey, real quick before we what? dive into about making your own traditions. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. This is something that Asher and I have talked about, like at the beginning of our relationship. Part of the reason why we moved to the same city together and I didn't move to him and he didn't move to me is we're getting married mm-hmm. and we're entering into a relationship. So I don't want to bring him into what my family does and he's not going to bring me into what his family does. It's going to be stuff that we start together. Yeah. So we did go to his family for Thanksgiving and part of the reason was because I wanted to meet them before the wedding. Right. And right. Yeah. it was shortly after we moved and I, I it just like felt better to yeah. go there and right. hang out with your family because... I've never cooked Thanksgiving and it would have just been the two of us. Yeah. And I feel like Thanksgiving's a little different because it's like you, you want to gather with family. But we didn't make any promises about like always going to his parents' house or mm-hmm. always going to mine. It's just yeah. it's, we're going to make traditions on our own because mm-hmm. we're we are making a family. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you're not marrying into mine and I'm not marrying into yours. Yeah. It's perfectly fine if you know, you're, you're dating someone or you're engaged or you're even married to someone and your mom's like, Hey, uh, you know, I want you to come home for Christmas and spend it with us. Mm -hmm. You can tell her no. Yeah. Like, like the whole, like obeying and honoring your parents, that scripture doesn't mean that you have to do everything that they say when you leave the house yeah well it's all in context right so like you just respect your parent yeah right but they should also understand biblically yeah that it literally says a man leaves his mother and father and is combined with his wife Mm -hmm. so it's not they you become one yeah it's not you're coming into mine and i'm not coming into yours yeah like so they (coughs) should they should understand and I'm really excited mm-hmm. for this Christmas yeah. because it's just like I'll just cook us a meal and we'll just hang out and mm-hmm. it'll just be really fun. Yeah. And and next year, all of the other holidays that we spend together will be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. So if y'all are in a position where y'all are like, I don't know what I should do, um, choose your family. Like, yeah, you're not you're not a part of your mom's family or you're not a part of her parents family you actually just started your own mm-hmm. um and that's how god created it to be yeah um he didn't want y'all to have two long listed family and then follow their traditions he wants you to start something of your own mm-hmm. um that's that's how he intended it read genesis yeah. too all right honey let's do it man what so 
we asked questions on our Instagrams for this episode just to figure out what you guys want to know. We just kind of wanted to do like a in between the holiday, like simple episode where we just like sit down and mm-hmm. just answer some questions you yeah. guys have. And we've been we've been traveling a lot. We've been really busy. You know, we prepare for these episodes, obviously. So we needed a uh, more like a sit back chill episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could go for an hour. It could go for three and a half hours. We're not sure. Yeah. But the questions y'all asked are extremely good. If y'all don't follow us on all the socials, do that because we'll put polls up sometimes mm-hmm. about what y'all want us to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's just start going through them. Yeah. We'll just see where this goes. <coughs> and obviously, I do want to preface this. We're going to be answering these questions. Most of them are like Christian questions. So yeah. like we're going to be answering them from like a biblical yeah. point of view. Yeah. However, some of it might be our opinion and yeah. we're not telling you what to do. We're not telling you what not to do. Yeah. We're going to tell you what the word says and we're going to stand firm on that truth. Yeah. Right. But we're also going to just give our opinion for some things or yeah. if we've experienced it or right. what God has taught us about that certain topic. Mm-hmm. So in no way are we sitting here saying we have the answers to all of these and you should listen to us completely. Yeah. If it's in the Bible, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Please listen to us. Yeah. God wants you to listen to that. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. his word. Yeah. But for any, everything else, I that's, just want to make sure we preface that. that. That's a very good point, honey. Yeah. I, I want to say that Michelle and I do not know everything. Her and I are a complete mess ourselves. And a big reason why we started this podcast was because we've gone through a bunch of mess and God has helped us clean it up. Um, small bits and pieces. So that's what we teach all about. Um, and a lot of these questions, Michelle and I have gone through a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, y'all can take this advice. Y'all cannot take this advice. You know, we, we don't want to come off as cocky. I'll say that. Yeah. We, we want to come off or as self-righteous. Yeah. yeah. Or self-righteous. We're, we're going to answer these questions very humbly. And if y'all want to take the advice, cool. If not, that's okay too. All right. I'm just going to start reading them and we're going to read all of these anonymously Um, we didn't say that in the poll, but just if we ever do this again, just know we're never going to out your name and tell everyone, like if you're asking about somebody, like if you're asking about your significant other, we're never going to be like this person asked this and then your significant other sees this and it's like, really? (coughs) Um, they're always going to be anonymous. So the first one, what advice would you give to couples who both want a different church? Hmm. That's interesting. My first question would be. Are we choosing between denominations? Yeah. Because that's a big difference. Yeah. If it's like a building, right? Like if it's a non-denominational and you're like, hey, I like this. We have a four in the area. We chose one. Yeah. Right. There's way more that we need to know in order to like fully give you an answer. I would say ask questions. Asher and I do that a lot. I'll hypothetically ask him a question and then I'm like, how would you respond? And he always says, I would ask you like why you think that Mm -hmm. or like what, like where your head's at. So just communication is so important. So just be like, I really like this church. I really like this church. It's kind of like, I really like orange juice and I really like grape juice. Okay. We got to make a decision here. Mm -hmm. So what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Pros and cons and just ask them where their head's at and why they, they want to go to that one. And then you tell them why you don't want to go. Right. So Asher and I went to one and we both agreed that it was not for us. Mm-hmm. So it, there was a mutual decision. However, we did talk about why don't we want to go there? Yeah. And we both had the same opinion on it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. One is a lot of these questions we're probably going to need more context too, but very important to know if, 
if we're distinguishing between denominations or just churches. If your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever wants to go to a church, the the question why you need to get to the root reason of why they actually need to go, and I know that sounds like stupid, but I say that because a lot of times when people go find a church, they cling on to their childhood and their past, mm-hmm. and they're like, I want to go to this church because this is all I ever know. Mm-hmm. However that church may actually not be good. So mm-hmm. you may need to challenge your partner in this in this season y'all are in because I have a friend where um, his, his girlfriend's like, I want to raise our kids this denomination. And he was like, why? She was like, well, that's how I was raised. And it's like, you don't have to do what your parents raised you yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Yeah. Like, God didn't say you have to follow in your parents' footsteps. Mm-hmm. He never said that. He actually yeah. said create your own life. Yeah. Um, create a legacy of your own. Um, I'm paraphrasing. But that's that's my big thing is I would ask why he or she really wants to go to that church because mm-hmm. I would argue a lot of the times it's because it's comfortable and they don't want to step out in faith to learn a new church. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, I'm guilty with that. The reason why I didn't leave my church in Houston, I wasn't getting fed there. Mm-hmm. It was like the same message on repeat. I just mm-hmm. really liked the people there and I liked the environment and I was just really comfortable. So it was hard for mm-hmm. me to find a new church. Mm-hmm. So that's, I would challenge your partner in that yeah. regard. Yeah, because a lot of times it could be, it, it all depends on where you're at in your walk too. Um, like the church that you went to is like, Jesus loves you. And that's really important when you're first following the Lord, because you need that constant reminder because Mm -hmm. it's so new. Yeah. But after a while it's like, okay, now I actually need to learn some things. I need to be convicted Mm -hmm. and I need the, the pruning in my life. Yeah. You need, you need to learn how to help others now. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're the one that's like, I want to go to a different church because I want to be challenged and your partner is like, it makes them uncomfortable that's something that they need to take to the Lord mm-hmm. because it's going to be uncomfortable when you get convicted. Like the in the car ride today, I was like, wow, that message was for me. And it mm-hmm. was super convicting. Yeah. And Ashley looked at me and said, that's good. That's good, honey. Yeah. Like that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Right. And that's what we love. So mm-hmm. we both agree on that because, you know, you want to be equally yoked that that verse is talked about all the time. I'm not saying that you need to be like exactly. It's not about a time frame because yeah. Asher was saved this year and I was saved two years ago. But I would say that we have the same walk. Yeah. So it's not about time. It's just about your sanctification process. Right. Yeah. And like where you're at with it. So yeah. You want to do one now? So the question is how to pray for godly friendships and future relationships. Hmm. I have a verse. Here we go. Uh, what do you want to say, honey? This question just always stumbles me because I'm like, are you asking like, like what to pray for? Cause you want to pray for like biblical things, right? So you want friendships that are going to challenge you and help you grow in your walk. You don't want anyone to lag behind. So just be specific about those relationships, friendships and relationships, right? Like romantic relationships, because I was very, very, very specific when I prayed for Asher um, and James, it says we have not because we ask not. So what are you asking for? Are you getting that specific? And I'm super guilty of this because I want to make friends here, right? I want girls to hang out with and we want couples to hang out with, but we really, I mean, the specifics that we've said have been like, we want people to help us grow in our relationship with the Lord. We don't want anyone to pull us away from him, right? And we, and we want fully devoted followers. We don't want anyone that like, you know, staggers the line on things that are in, in his word. Mm-hmm. What verse do you have, yeah. honey? So if y'all watch the episode with JB and I, 
his favorite verses in Habakkuk and uh, he explained this whole verse to me and it's just crazy because uh, I'm just going to read it. Okay, so this is Habakkuk 2 starting at verse 2. It says verses 2 and 3. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Mm-hmm. So I've never read Habakkuk before. Um, however, the way JB explained it to me is literally write down your vision, make the vision plain, and then at the right time, God is going to give you that specific thing that you are praying for, mm-hmm. if it's in his will, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also, here, here's another thing, too, in praying for like friendships and godly partners and stuff. If you have a timeline on when you want a certain thing, you're making that relationship above God already. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, I want to be married by this age, then you're going to idolize the relationship. So why would God send that to you? Mm-hmm. Because God wants you to ultimately put him number one so you can serve that partner correctly. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to relationships and friendships, even sometimes is we think that we are ready But in God's eyes, he's like, but I'm not done with you because if I were to give it to you right now, then you would be on me being like, why did you give this to me? Mm -hmm. Right. So then it's I I think about it a lot because it's just it's it's really crazy how Michelle and I um, both prayed for each other and then like just, you know, got hit with each other at the craziest time because we talk so much if. Uh, if I would have came to Michelle a month and a half, or shoot, I'll be even more, more specific. A week, a day. If, if I would have, if I would have hit up Michelle a week before, then her and I would have gotten together. I would have been like, God, why did you send this woman in my life? Like I would have questioned God. Mm-hmm. While instead of you just waiting patiently, mm-hmm. so then when you do get sent that person instead of you being like, why'd you send her to me? Like she broke my heart. You can then say, thank you Mm -hmm. for sending me this person at the right time. Mm -hmm. That's my answer. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it, honey. The, the waiting and the, and the specifics, because that's something that I'm guilty of is not being like super specific. So are you praying for like biblical relationships, like friendships and romantic relationships? Mm hmm. Um, yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Single singleness is, is a blessing and mm-hmm. I know how hard that can be for some people to hear, but your singleness season is when God will work on your character the most. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of it because when you're in a relationship and this is something I did not know until Michelle and I started dating was in a relationship, not only are you working on your character, you're also helping your partner mm-hmm. hold themselves accountable to, you know, having their character be pruned by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you're a team. Yeah, it's 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 a team thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're ignoring <laughs> your convictions and there's things that God needs to work on you in, mm-hmm. how is he supposed to send you a relationship? Because you might drag that other person down into what you're dealing with mm-hmm. or vice versa. Yeah. You know, it could be any of that. It's It's a lot easier said than done saying like, just be patient, like just keep on praying and stuff like that. Michelle and I understand more than most, you know, a lot of these pastors will say, 
just be patient, keep on praying. Like you're lucky you're not married yet. Like some pastors will even say that. And I'm like, I hated being single, right? Like, you know, I completely understand it sucked. Yeah. No one wants to be alone. Yeah. But what I will say is that if you do rush it, then you're going to completely miss out on the calling and the person that God wants you to be with. Mm -hmm. And that is what you're going to regret. And it's going to suck if you do that. Mm -hmm. Because I did that with a bunch of women and they didn't amount to anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Michelle is and how she plays a role in my life. Thanks, honey. Yeah. With your little sloth sweater. That's my favorite animal, a sloth. And I already had this. And Yeah, she had it before we started dating. So I guess it was just... Meant to be. It's a God thing. <laughs> Next question is, is any intimacy okay before you are married as a Christian? How far can we go? Oh my gosh. Juicy question. Y'all want to know the true answer to that question? I don't know because I'm not God. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. However, what do you get convicted about? Yeah. Is the real question. And if you have to ask yourself if God would be okay with it, he's not. Yeah. And also, also because it's one of those things too, where we say, if you have to ask God about it, what would he say? Sometimes I catch myself doing it and then I'm like guilty about it. Like for example, us giving each other a hug Mm -hmm. and then us giving each other a kiss. Mm -hmm. It's like, would God be okay with that? And then like, I get guilty almost because I'm like you know I wonder if he would be okay with this right but in the back of my mind I'm like I think I'm just guilting myself into thinking that he's not okay with it mm-hmm. right does that make sense or no yeah 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 okay I think people know the line personally I did too like we can be vulnerable like I don't I don't get convicted when I kiss you yeah I don't I mean like if <laughs> there's a little a little makeout session i don't get convicted yeah if we're laying down on the couch making out i get convicted right yeah so it's it's honestly where's your mind at yeah right so paul says if you think about it you're committing it right so when i kiss you i don't think about anything else yeah i don't think about sexually pleasing you yeah. at all when i give you a kiss or a hug mm-hmm but if we start getting handsy and we're in the moment too long, I'm like, okay, yeah, this, my mind is now going to the next step. What happens after this? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to think about it or do that. Mm-hmm. So like, that's where it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's a line. There's not like a handbook that says like, okay, so you can do this. Yeah. You can kiss standing up, but you can't kiss laying down and like certain things like that. We talk about this all the time. And like, this is something that we're learning too. It's like, mm-hmm. don't put yourself in the situation to where you're going to want to do yeah. anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, shoot, it's, dude, it's difficult. It's not supposed to be easy. I mean, when, when God sends you a person that you love, like you're, you are going to want to please them. Mm-hmm. He or she's going to want to please you too. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole, that's the whole point of love, right? It's another, it, it's you expressing your true love for that person is you Mm -hmm. being intimate with them Mm -hmm. so it's really hard and you know you're going to be attracted to the person too it's not like Mm -hmm. you're going to date someone who you find ugly Mm -hmm. come on now that's Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen but yeah there's there's no handbook i mean they call it a personal relationship for a reason yeah i mean if god's telling you and you're just blindly still doing it yeah i mean 
people may call me out on this, but this is this is what I mean by like it's personal. Like when I give Michelle a kiss and I leave, I give her a kiss and my hand is on her butt usually. Some mm-hmm. people may think that's terrible. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't really get convicted by that. Mm-hmm. Now, however, if I would if I were to be rubbing my hand on her butt and squeezing it and then feeling on some other places, that's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But if I'm using it as a placement, that's mm-hmm. what Michelle and I say. Yes. Placement. It's a hand <laughs> it's, placement. It's, it's a hand placement. Then, you know, I don't get convicted about mm-hmm. that. Again, someone who, you know, may have a very, very, very high sex drive and one thing flips the switch and turns them on, then he may get convicted about that. Yeah, what and are that's you sensitive to? Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I don't like Michelle's butt because I love it, but right. it's, it's, it's it's different for everyone. Exactly, yeah. It, like what I just said, like what are you sensitive to, Yeah. right? Like if you, if you had a past <sighs> of like a really bad porn addiction, yeah. like you would not be able to put your hand on my butt. Exactly. Right, right. or like we would have to like give pecs, like right. we couldn't give long kisses right. or like yeah. a lot of hugs, right? Mm-hmm. Like what are you sensitive? too mm-hmm. it's very very personal so yeah. that that's the best way we can answer it broadly <laughs> yeah and again this is some advice you can take it or leave it this is how michelle and i have navigated our relationship that's what's so cool about the holy spirit and that's what's so cool about having a personal relationship is mm-hmm. it's not the same for everyone mm-hmm. i mean there are some things in the bible that are the same for everyone yeah you know being saved baptized yeah. yep. you know fundamental stuff but mm-hmm. when it comes to convictions of the holy spirit it really does come down to where your mind's at yeah you know yeah i cuss sometimes i don't get convicted Mm -hmm. on the flip side if i call someone a mean name i get very convicted yeah (laughs) you know however on the flip side some people it's different some people they get convicted just by saying you know the s word when they stub their toe i don't i scream it I get really upset when I stub my toe. yeah i just said pissed when i was trying to fix this sign and i got convicted yeah and that, like, yeah, Michelle gets convicted on that. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't say. I feel icky when I say yeah, bad yeah. words. So, again, it's all a personal relationship. Yeah. That is what Michelle and I have to say on that. I hope that helps whoever asked that question. Yeah. If Jesus was standing in front of you right now and you said, hey, is this okay, Jesus? Yeah. Think about what he would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next question is how to repent and overcome shame when you've had sex before marriage here we go these mm. are so juicy yeah these are these are really good questions so again i wish there was more context right because like, like I, are you saved yeah mm-hmm. or did you get saved after you stopped doing it so I, I i would say a couple things one i don't know if you're in a relationship right now where you are having sex if you're in a relationship before marriage and you're having sex and you feel shame every time you have sex well that's because you're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, if you're in a relationship now and you feel shame because you're like, I'm not a virgin for my partner, Michelle and I completely understand. Yeah. The There are two regrets Michelle and I have in life, and it's one, having sex before marriage with other people, mm-hmm. and two, not being saved earlier. Mm-hmm. Because if we would have been saved earlier, we probably wouldn't have had sex with those people. Not probably. We would not have. <sighs> yeah. I would say this is th- th- because... Michelle and I have both had sex before, unfortunately, with people that we wish we didn't have sex with. Yeah. And the best the, the best way to not feel shame from it is Jesus understands 
Yeah. That were all a mess. Yeah. That's why he came to save the world. I would go a step further and say your partner should also understand that. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, like if if you believe that you and your partner are supposed to be together and y'all love each other and he says, I'm not going to be with you because you've had sex with people before, that's just one thing. That means he's not going to accept your past at all. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things with relationships and working through a lot of stuff, it's all about past trauma. Mm-hmm. Like you having sex with that one person, that is going to raise a bunch of things in the future in y'all's relationship that y'all need to sit down and talk about. Yeah, Michelle and I, we've talked in detail what has happened because we know there are certain things that come up that will trigger us. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very important to have those vulnerable and open conversations because that is what's going to make a healthy relationship. If you yeah. ignore the past, that is what is going to really break a relationship. Yeah. The more you bring up your past and the more communicative you are, then that's what's going to make the relationship better. Yeah. yeah. And you need to accept it too. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just listen to the past, yeah. their past, and then like you guys get in a fight and you say, oh, remember when you told me that you did this with the other person? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. And Once they tell you they're being vulnerable yeah. and you say, I understand that and I accept your past mm-hmm. and I accept for you for who you are, mm-hmm. um, obviously, if you're still doing it, that's different. Right, yeah. But if you're like vulnerable and saying, hey, this is what I've been through. Yeah. This is what I've dealt with. Yeah. And if... If you truly are saved and you have received the forgiveness from God, then you will forgive others for their past. Mm-hmm. And I had this crazy revelation in church today because my, my pastor was talking about kindness. And in the Greek, um, it also, the word kindness in the Bible, I forgot what the Greek word for it is, but um, it also talks about forgiveness. And what he was saying is, is once you receive forgiveness from God, which is a vertical relationship, that is when you're able to give um, forgiveness to others and to help others. Mm -hmm. And that's a horizontal relationship. And a vertical plus horizontal makes a cross. Mm -hmm. And when I got that revelation in church day, I was like, oh my goodness, the reason why so many people can't forgive others is because they haven't gotten the forgiveness from God yet. Yep. Or they've... It's there. They haven't accepted it. They just haven't accepted it. Yeah. And once you truly understand and accept God's forgiveness, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to be able to honestly accept people's past and who they used to be. Yep. Again, if Michelle and I would have gotten together before we did, it would have been hard for me to accept her past because I was still bitter in those areas. Yeah. I would question yourself to figure out why you feel shameful and God forgives you. Right. You need to forgive yourself mm-hmm. because the enemy wants to convince you that you're not forgiven. Yep. And so if you keep feeling that, um, after you've repented, it's not from him. Yeah. So all the Lord wants us to do is just come to him and say, I'm sorry that I did this. Repenting is you're agreeing with his word and that it's not okay. And mm-hmm. you're turning away from it. So if, if it's one of those things where you're in a relationship and you guys are still having sex, like you said, like, and, and you feel bad about it. Like, there's a story in the Bible that was super convicting for me, but it was basically talking about how there was this tree that wasn't producing any fruit. And the gardener was like, okay, we're just going to cut it down. And the owner of the property said, no, 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 leave it up. Um, and if it doesn't produce a fruit next season, then we'll cut it down. So it's basically like, I forgive you mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you chances. But eventually the he was like, 
let's just cut it down, right? So how many times are you going to go and repent to the Lord and not let him change your life, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's a harsh reality and it's something that like we gotta, we gotta address because that's, that's a parable that the Lord gave and, um, he still loves you. He just wants you to dislike sin just as much as he does. So yeah, Yeah, the shame, the shame is not coming from God. The shame is coming from the enemy. Yeah. Um, and Michelle and I get hit with it a lot too, dude. I mean, it's not something where just because we're on here and we're talking about Jesus, shoot, we get Michelle and I get blasted by the enemy. Like we we get hit hard. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's because like we're more powerful or anything. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just everyone deals with it. Yeah. It's not like once you have Jesus, you're not going to be hit by the enemy. No, once you have Jesus, you're going to be hit by the enemy harder. It's just going to be more. You're going to be able to realize it more because you know what God's word says. Mm -hmm. um, And you know how how he works. Yeah. But yeah, I would say. If you're if you're in a relationship, that's something that you guys need to talk about, and you mm-hmm. guys need to come to a, an agreement on, right? Because it's against His word. Mm-hmm. If if that's your past and you're now following the Lord and you want to go into relationships, like we said, that that person should like accept you. And if they don't, I personally I wouldn't be with them. Yeah. If I if I came to you and and told you all about my past like I did, and you were like, oh, absolutely not, I'm not dealing with that. We wouldn't be together. Yeah, we wouldn't be here right if now. If you can't accept someone's past sexual life that you're not going to accept their past at all yeah and i do want to give this encouragement because someone told me this and shortly after i started following the lord it like really hit me hard mm-hmm. um because after i started following the lord i was like i i can't i can't ever do that until i'm married mm-hmm. and it was basically saying like just because you've done it doesn't mean that you have to keep doing it like he wants us to be pure and clean and it was like, you, it's okay to like resave yourself. Yeah. And that was like the first thing after I started following the Lord, I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to do that again until, until I'm married. So it's okay to like forgive yourself for your past and like resave yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. That was a good question. Yeah. The next question is how long should you wait for your boyfriend to get down on his knee and marry you? Mm. So I don't think that there's a time frame yeah, at all mm-hmm. because everyone's in different situations. Mm-hmm. Asher and I were at a point in our life where we were like, we're ready to get married. So mm-hmm. there was no sense in waiting mm-hmm. and our lives, the way that they're meshing works better if we are married. Yeah. So that's why we're getting married so fast. And um, that's why he proposed right away because we had those open, honest conversations immediately mm-hmm. like our very first conversation we just completely opened up to each other and then from then on i remember asking you a couple of days after we started talking where are you planning on moving and you said if i'm being completely honest i'm gonna wait until to see where this goes mm-hmm. and i was like i remember wow. i remember saying that and i was so freaked out i'm like i wonder how she's gonna respond to this but i got butterflies yeah i, and was, I like, was like but i gotta i gotta tell her honesty like being vulnerable if i would have responded to you and been like oh that that's kind of weird you wouldn't be with me yeah right like and you don't know unless you say it Mm -hmm. right so it's not like you would regret saying it you would have been like thank you lord because now i know that she wasn't serious Mm -hmm. right and you thanked him that we were on the same page because we were yeah so obviously it's it's different situations if you're finishing school or high school college whatever um if 
you're taking care of your parent if something's medically wrong like there are so many different situations yeah. to figure out like yeah. okay we're not in a place to get married I'll, I'll, I'll say this if y'all both have jobs y'all both live in the same city y'all are done with school and parents are in good health stuff like that like y'all are, y'all literally like y'all's day-to-day life is wake up go to work maybe go to the gym have a date you know once twice a week whatever if y'all have been dating two years still trying to find out if she's the one y'all are never gonna know Mm-mm. no because chances are if you're together that long then you're already married yeah so like you're already doing the things that married couples do mm-hmm. and at that point you're just gonna end up dating for a really long time mm-hmm. so i would assess their relationship and if they're not okay talking about it i wouldn't be with them i was just about to say that speaking from personal experience I was in a relationship for a year and a half and I brought it up multiple times and the question was always avoided. Yeah. I reached the end of my road and I was like, this is never going to happen. I witnessed how he treated me and other people. And I was like, you know what? This isn't someone I see myself marrying anyways. And Mm -hmm. I'm wasting my time. Yeah. So I left the relationship. And why are they saying it? That's another thing. Yeah. So if they're not saying it and they get scared every time you bring it up, they're not ready to get married. Yeah. And you can either separate and wait until he comes, to, he or she comes to terms, or maybe you're not supposed to be with them because right. God makes it very, very clear. Yeah. And you guys would be on the same page for everything. If we were not on the same, I don't think there's anything that we haven't been on the same page about in our entire relationship. And if they are bringing it up, but it's not from like a, I want to marry you to start a life with you. And it's, I want to marry you to like have sex with you and you know, everything be okay because we're married. Right. You'll be able to tell from their demeanor, right. right, And how they present themselves to you. But you don't want someone to say it just because they, they want in your pants. Sorry to say it, but you don't, you don't want someone like that. Right. Like you're Mm -hmm. worth more than that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're waiting and you guys have been dating for a really long time, I, there's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this story before, honey, but, um, this was when I was not saved, but I was going to church and I was dating this girl and we were dating for like three months or something. And then, no, it was like, it was like two months. And this is when I started to have like real conversations about like marriage and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and every time I would bring it up, she would get extremely anxious. Mm. Like she would be like, feel, feel my heart. Like literally like, look how fast, like I'm just extremely anxious. And I'm like, why? And she never told me why she was anxious. And, um, I remember the night we broke up, she was like, I'm just not ready for marriage. And it seems like you are. And I remember I went in, I didn't cry or anything. Um, cause I didn't think it was going anywhere. It was just something that I talked to her about, but Ian helped me through that breakup so much. Um, he was just like, she's like, dude, she wasn't ready and mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. You know, some girls aren't ready for marriage yet. And in the same way, I'm assuming it's a girl who it is a girl who asked that question. Um, some guys just aren't ready for marriage because the Lord hasn't prepared them yet enough Mm -hmm. for marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. So if you go to your guy, you go to your boyfriend and you're like, why? One of the most honest answers he can give is the Lord doesn't want me to get married yet. Mm -hmm. That's the most honest answer he can give. Mm -hmm. And if he 
avoids it, then there's there's going to be a lot more issues if he can't talk about that. I'll yeah. just say that much. And like if it's something that you guys have talked about, like you know you're going to get married and you love each other very much and you want to spend the rest of your lives together and you go to him and you say, hey, why, like when do you want to get married? Like why aren't we married? And he's like, well, I want to save up money. I want to be able to provide for you. I want to do all of these things. Comfort him and just tell him you don't care about that. Yeah, Because God yeah. doesn't, doesn't say you have to have $20,000 in your savings account and you have to have a college degree and you have to have like, like, no, dude, I got hit with that so much. When I proposed to you, they were like, well, I mean, do you, do you have a, do you have a house? Like, do you have money? Like you need to have these things. You should, you should do that. And I'm like, says who? Well, the Bible does say that we are Jesus's bride. Mm -hmm. And the analogy is, I heard a sermon on this actually the day that we started talking, the day after we started talking. Here we go. And she was talking about um, weddings back in the day mm-hmm. and how it literally is parallel with Jesus and our relationship with him. And she said the the groom is supposed to propose and then he's supposed to have a house ready for his bride mm-hmm. to come home to, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times people see that or read that because, you know, Jesus is preparing our house right now in heaven until we get there. And a lot of people read that and say, well, I need to have this like perfect house, this perfect car and like for her to come home to. But it's like you don't have to have like a full blown house that's all decorated and says welcome home with the girl's name on it Mm -hmm. like it's not now you guys should have a place to live together yeah right don't move into her parents house after you get married like Mm -hmm. you guys get a place together our situation is totally different you're technically moving into my apartment yeah so it's not that you're preparing a place for me but it's the fact that we're going to have a place together, mm-hmm. right? So he shouldn't be putting pressure on himself about all of that. And if he is, and you truly love him and you truly want to marry him, you shouldn't care about it either. Yeah. And you should comfort him. Mm-hmm. Next question is, I have been talking to this guy for five months. How should I ask him if he wants exclusivity? They've been talking for five months, like yep. talking, talking. So yeah. like getting, okay. Yeah. Personally, he may be a little bit scared because, uh, it's hard for men to be vulnerable at the start. Um, so I would give him just space and just say, Hey, I just, I really enjoy spending time with you. So do you see a future with us at all? I would love to just see where things are going. I think we are afraid to ask that question because we are afraid of the response. However, whatever the response is, it's a good thing Mm -hmm. because if it's, Oh, I actually would love to start dating you and I want to be very exclusive. Awesome. You found yourself a great relationship Mm -hmm. and I pray that y'all get married and I pray that that's the person that God sends in your life Two, If he says, Nope, I really don't see a future with you. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping you around. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. God's protecting you. Like it's, it's a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. However, what we don't want is we don't want to hear the second answer because we don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what it comes down to. And I remember when I was dating women, um, I was afraid to ask that question because 
I was afraid of the response. I was afraid. You don't want your ego hurt. Yeah, exactly. I was afraid they were going to leave me. I was afraid they were going to be like, no, I actually don't. And it's like, you want to feel accepted. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially by someone that, that you have feelings for. So I definitely understand how it can be hard to ask that question, but it needs to be said because that question is what's going to lay the foundation of vulnerability in y'all's relationship. Mm -hmm. And with that question, that's going to stir up a lot more conversations of how you want the future to be. Not only is it, do you see a future with me? It's like, okay, now that you see a future with me, now how are we going to build that future? Yeah. Coolest thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also like, what are you waiting for? to have that conversation, right? Five months is a long time. We've been dating for five months. Yeah. Or we've been together officially for five months. We've known each other for six. So I already know everything about you, right? So in five months, you can get to know everything about a person. So my advice would be to have that conversation and like express your feelings and give him that space to tell you his. Mm -hmm. And create that safe space for him but if nothing happens and okay then you part ways right because you could be ignoring the guy that god has for you because you're so wrapped into this talking phase with this other guy right if i was talking to someone when you messaged me on instagram it would have totally ruined because then I would have been like, oh, now I, now I'm conflicted. Now mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. So you could miss out on a huge blessing that God has for you. I'm not saying that that's what's yeah. going to happen. I'm Honey, just saying you like, know something crazy. What is I think I told you this, but I'm going to tell everyone. So that girl I was just talking about where she like got crazy anxiety mm-hmm. when I brought up our future and stuff like that. Um, literally like two or three weeks before I sent you that message she reached back out to me Mm -hmm. and she was like, Hey, like you just want to like grab coffee or this and that. And I said, no, because I felt a conviction that like, I just don't need to do it. Cause I was so focused on God too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm fully saved now. I know you're not, this isn't going to turn out well. And thank God that I listened. I felt I, I listened to the convictions. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a very good point, honey, that you brought that up. Yeah, I don't want I don't want anybody to miss out on something because they're waiting around for somebody. That could go along with the marriage thing too. Mm-hmm. You could be in a relationship just getting drugged through the mud and he doesn't want to propose to you or even marry you or he doesn't know yet and you're wasting years that you could be spending with the person that God has for you. Right. So, yeah. Okay, so the next question is is it okay if me and my partner break up to seek God cuz my partner knows more than me? Mm, wow, that's Wow, that's a really, really good question. Is it okay for us to break up to seek God because he knows more than me? She knows more than him. She knows more than him. Okay, gotcha. I don't know if this is a yes or no question. I I think it's a yes or no elaborate question. Yeah. First off, my answer is yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My answer is yes, 100%. Yeah. I'm trying to deliver it to you in an extremely loving way. Yeah. That's what I'm having thoughts about. So you want to go ahead, honey? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, there's many ways that you could, you could say it, Mm -hmm. right? Like separating yourself from someone to focus on God is more than okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if we're married, like when we get married and I'm like lost and I go through a season 
I'm not going to divorce you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's totally different. Yeah. But if you guys aren't married and you guys are just dating and you're like, you know what? She's kind of it's kind of like we always talk about this. Right. When it says do not be equally yoked, he's talking about all relationships, not necessarily romantic ones. Right. But a yoke literally goes around their necks. Mm-hmm. And if one is walking further along than the other one, it's going to break the neck of the other one. Yep. It's not to say that you're going to pull her back or she's going to like drag you forward. None of that. It's you guys both need to have your own personal relationship with God. It's a personal relationship. So breaking up to put him first is more than okay. Mm-hmm. We're in a relationship. God is first in our lives. You're not first. Mm-hmm. God's first. Like that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So to focus on him and I don't know exactly what you mean by she knows more than me. Yeah. Um, because you can't really, it's not about knowledge. Like I've been reading the Bible for two and a half years and Asher has way more verses memorized. He literally knows, I'm sure he's read more of it than me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I used to study one chapter every time I would read it at a time, like it took forever. But, um, so it's not about like getting all of the wisdom. It's not about like knowing everything. It's about like your walk, right? It's, it's really about your character transformation yes. because if y'all's character transformation is not in sync with each other, mm-hmm. then one person is going to be holding each other more back. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can give y'all more of a worldly example. In college, I had to let go of a lot of friends because I was trying to get on the internet, but they were still wanting me to drink and go out and party with them. So they were trying to pull me back into my old ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that he or she is pulling you back in your old ways. However, in the example I'm giving, that relationship started being completely not in sync with each other Mm -hmm. because I was progressing my life forward Mm -hmm. and they were simply staying the same or even maybe progressing their life back. Mm -hmm. And so I had to let go of that relationship in order to progress my life forward. That's more of a like worldly um, example. Um, but a godly example would be more along the lines of, Hey, um, the Lord's really, really convicting me about this specific thing in this relationship. How do you feel? And they're like, Oh, I don't think that that really fits the narrative of God's word. I'm not really feeling it. And it's biblical. Then that's where it's like, your character is going here because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to transform you Mm -hmm. and the other person in your relationship isn't allowing the Holy Spirit to transform you in that area. And that's when the separation of the yolkness starts to go crazy is if one person in that relationship stops having the Holy Spirit transform them into the person that God wants them to be. Yep. Yeah. So it's like when you say she knows more than you, is it, she actually fully believes the Bible and there's parts that I don't agree with. Right. That's something that you really need to pull back away from her and you need to focus on your relationship with God because he's trying to fix you. If, if we got together. So one of the first questions Asher asked me when we started dating was, do you want to come to Houston for my birthday? And one of the first things he said was, you're not going to stay with me. He was like, you're going to get a place to stay. Uh, like an Airbnb or a hotel. And if I would have been like, no, it, it's fine. Like, can I just sleep in your bed with you? Like we, nothing will happen. Asher would have stopped talking to me. Yeah. Um, because Probably would have blocked her. 
Yeah, because I'm not I'm not agreeing with God's word, yeah. right? I'm obviously we were long distance, so like there was no physical connection yet. Like yeah. we hadn't formed it, um, but we knew it was going to happen because we were so attracted to each other. So if we were in the same bed when I came to see you, things would have been really really bad. Yeah. So if she's telling you that she doesn't like want to do something, and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, we're like what? why like mm-hmm. then that's something that you need to take to the lord mm-hmm. and let him prune that area because mm-hmm. if it's biblical you can't like if something does not align with the bible yeah uh we know who's right <clears throat> yeah and you know what's really cool about the holy spirit and truly being saved is you don't even need to read certain parts of the bible to know that it's a sin because Mm -hmm. that's how strong the holy spirit is oh my goodness yeah like for example you don't need to read you cannot have sex before marriage verbatim yeah yeah um you don't have to read that and be saved Mm -hmm. if you were saved and you never read that god would still convict the absolute heck out of you if you had sex with your partner before marriage yeah you would get very convicted yeah and i mean it's like anything like that one time when it was that time of the month and i snipped at you in the kitchen the holy spirit literally says apologize right now Uh uh-huh like you should not have said that and i that's why i was like i am i'm sorry i didn't mean it that way yeah the bible doesn't say don't snip at your significant other it does say like don't be angry and like don't be you know rude but it doesn't verbatim say that but Mm -hmm. i felt it so yeah yeah Yeah, that's good next one okay so this is a this is a double taker question honey how can I be patient when waiting for a spouse when everyone around me has someone? Mm. Also, what are some red flags when looking for a Christian husband? What are some green flags? Oh, that's all the same one. Mm-hmm. Here we go. It's like a double question. Okay. So, well, those are kind of unrelated. Kind of. It's asked by the same person. Okay. So, well, let's tackle the first one. Yeah. Like how to be content with where you're at. Yeah. Like, though- like you're the only single one in the group. So, you know. How like I'm I'm jealous of other people having significant others and I'm single, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, how did how did you tackle Michaela getting married and you were still single? Um, when they got married, I wasn't fully following the Lord, mm-hmm. so it was really really hard. Yeah. And after I started following the Lord, it was like still built up inside me. Mm-hmm. And I actually that's why I reached out to her is because I felt like a lot of it, me distancing myself, was like. You have a life that growing up, we both talked about having together. Mm -hmm. And this is just me being totally vulnerable about that relationship. Like, this is my best friend that we were literally like babies together. Mm -hmm. Like, I have pictures of us laying in our diapers together because our moms were friends when we were when they were pregnant and we're only two months apart. So we literally grew up together. I lived at her house. They're literally my second parents. And Growing up, we always talked about like, I can't wait until we get married. I can't wait until we have kids together. Like they're going to be best friends. And like, you know, when you're a kid, you're, you're talking about all this stuff and you're excited. And then she got into a relationship in high school and I was dating a guy that did not care about me whatsoever. And so I was witnessing a healthy relationship that turned into a marriage and now they have their first baby. And it was really hard for me to like be excited for her right because it was like 
Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought we were going to get married like around the same time. And yeah. like, we were going to start having kids. Like now her, her baby's about to turn one and you and I obviously aren't married yet. So we haven't even started trying. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so they're going to be a couple years apart. But I think for me, I really sought the Lord on that. And it was more so like with her situation, it's a little bit different because it's not about like a relationship. She was starting a life with her husband. Yeah. So he was just kind of like, give them, give them space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it turned into envy, um, as to why I was giving my space. But I do think that that space is, is healthy and to like, let them start their family. Same thing with your, your, like we just talked about the beginning, right? Like it's not, I'm not, he's not coming into our family, right? Like we're best friends. Like they're, they're starting a life together. So focusing on being happy for them Mm -hmm. and celebrating them. Um, and it's, it's going to take a lot of dying to yourself Mm -hmm. to be, to be excited about, about someone going into a season that you wish you were in, but focusing it's same thing with the, the glass analogy, like is it half empty or half full? Yeah. You could look at them and say, dang, I wish I had that. I'm really upset. Why is the Lord not, not blessing me with that? Or you could say, wow, the Lord is so good that mm-hmm. he just provided them with that relationship. And I am so happy for them. Mm-hmm. Glass half full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything else. The, the one thing I would say is for, for men, it's funny because a lot of times when guys get like girlfriends or wives, they're like, oh, well, they don't Ball hang and out. chain. Yeah. They, they don't hang out with me anymore because he's off with his wife or girlfriend. Like, screw me. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, of course. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole point is to start a life with your wife or, or husband. It's yes. not that it's not that I hate my best friends that I yeah. used to hang out with in high school and college. It's that. Sorry. Michelle's the love of my life and I am going to spend so much more time with her. Why? Because we're going to have kids together in a family and grandkids. Mm -hmm. I need to know this woman a lot more than I need to know my best friend that I knew in high school. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to be making babies with him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's true though. Yeah. And I I remember Michaela told me, uh, I was talking about hanging out with her and we always had sleepovers. Mm -hmm. And then after she got married, it turned into like me just going over and hanging out with him. And they lived, they lived kind of far from me. So when I went over there, I would stay and Adam was either really nice and like went and slept on the couch and let me sleep with her in the bed. Oh, really? Yeah. He did that a couple of times or I would sleep on the couch. Right. Like, and let them, let them do their own thing. But I remember she talked about how she like, wasn't going to come over and like spend the night. She was like, we just, we won't do like the overnight thing. Like I can go stay at their house if it's a late night and we're watching a movie, but it wasn't like one of those things where she was going to leave the house and like to come stay with me. And the first time she told me that I took it so personal yeah. and I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, he hasn't even been around you that long. Like I've known you your entire life. Yeah. Like what? Now being in a relationship, obviously after I started following the Lord, he was pruning that part of me. Mm-hmm. But I, especially after we got into this relationship, because I remember you asked me a question when we first started dating and you were like, Hey, would you ever like go on a trip without me? Like with a bunch of girlfriends or something? And my answer was no. Yeah. Um, it, it, if, if it's like, I was meaning like a girl's vacation or something. That's what I meant. Like y'all yes. go to like, you know, Miami or something. That That's what I meant. Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. Um, and in fact, since we've moved here, I don't want to leave yeah. you. So we're, I'm going back to Ohio and you're coming with me. Yeah. So it's, 
you put your your relationship over over those friendships and yeah. that that's how it's supposed to be yeah. like i know a lot of times the world's going to tell you like oh like i remember my worldly friends were like so upset when i got into a relationship because i wasn't their friend anymore and mm-hmm. i didn't hang out with them that often and all of that stuff and it's like uh, it's not about you yeah. like this is my future and if yeah. you can't support me Obviously, they were worldly. It's a different situation. But if you're that friend to someone else, right? So like my friend that's not married, like I'm going to be there for her and I'm going to comfort her and I'm going to make her know like that I still love her and care for her. It's not like I'm just throwing her out the window, but it's also up to her to understand that we're coming into a marriage and I'm not going to like spend that much time or, you know, like this is this is my priority. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? There's got to be like a healthy like balance to where like your spouse comes above yeah yeah everyone else yeah that's yeah you nailed it honey so the next question on that is what are some green and red flags for christian husbands here we go okay should we start with the bad and then the good to, to tell you the truth it feels like we can really sum it up on like do they do they take god's word serious yes or no so that that's yeah that's what i was gonna say so uh red flags would be if they're contradicting god's word yeah i'll give an example okay a contradiction of god's word would be yeah i know we're not supposed to have sex before marriage but we love each other and we know we're getting married so it's okay in this context right that's a contradiction of of god's word now if y'all aren't saved then we're not talking to you yep but if you're if you're saved we're talking to you yeah (laughs) so that's a red flag and on that point if he said, if he is saying that, I would argue he's not saved. <laughs> uh, I would say that, and also I would say I don't want him to lead me. Yeah, yeah, because if he's not leading you um, to follow God's word, he's not a man of God. Nope. So what does that lead you to? He's going to be leading you to evil. And I would also say this: if he also uses the excuse of "I'm forgiven," God's still pruning me. I was just about to say that sir yeah yeah we're all getting refined we're always getting refined but if your initial reaction is well god's grace and mercy covers me and he's really trying to work on this with me it's like okay are you letting him yeah like are you truly letting him yeah are you you, if you keep on falling back you aren't allowing him to do it. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of mm-hmm. turn. That's the whole point of repentance and mm-hmm. turning away mm-hmm. is when you turn away and you repent, that's when God starts to do the work. When mm-hmm. you continue to go back to it, mm-hmm. then you're not allowing him to do the work. You, mm-hmm. You're not allowing him to have the time to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's different if they're being honest about like that struggle, yeah. right? If they're yeah. like, I know, I know that this is bad yeah. and I'm dealing with this. And, yeah. and it's also one of those things where it's like, if he's honest yeah. enough or, or she is honest enough to explain what they're struggling with and say like, Hey, I really like you and I really want to be in a relationship with you, but I'm struggling with this thing. Then it's like, okay, how about we separate and we don't talk anymore and you let God work on that area of your life? Mm -hmm. Because I heard this story. He's a pastor now, but he was actually like actively in porn. Okay. Oh yeah. I told you this story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he went to this gym and met this girl Mm -hmm. and she was really nice. She was a fully devoted follower. And he was like, 
I really like this girl, but I have to be honest about everything that he had literally just stopped doing it. And she was like, Jesus loves you mm-hmm. and Jesus can save you. I can't save you. So they kept in touch. I'm assuming they probably still went to the same gym and he let the Holy Spirit work in him, got rid of all of it. Uh, he forgave himself for everything he's done started getting in God's word and eventually they got married and now they have kids. Like mm-hmm. she was a virgin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And this man had literally actively had sex with a bunch of women, women on camera. Yeah. And their relationship is so beautiful. Yeah. So it's possible to separate in order for that person to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is advice that I've given to my close friends. If they're like, Hey, I really like this guy, but he's not fully a follower yet or like he's getting curious um, or there's certain areas in his life that need work. Mm -hmm. Like give him that grace and let him also receive that grace to the point where it produces a change, right? We don't just receive the grace and say, I'm good. Like Pastor John said today, grace should be a reason for us to be better, right? right? That should be something that encourages us to change our lives and, and become better people. Yeah. The reason why it's so important to receive God's grace and forgiveness when y'all are in your singleness season is because that is how you're going to properly give your partner the grace and forgiveness for each other. Because let me tell you, there's going to be a lot of things you'll need to give y'all's partner a lot of grace and a lot of forgiveness on. There's things Michelle and I struggle with and we're very vulnerable and open with each other too. Um, you know, we've, we've gotten handsy before we've never had, like, we've never had sex, but we've gotten handsy to the point where it's a sin and we've talked about it Mm -hmm. and it's something that we struggle with and we're very open and vulnerable about it. Mm -hmm. It would be, it would be a red flag. If, if we one of us didn't agree. Yeah. And, too. and we didn't agree. Yeah. If we didn't talk about it. Like we just kept yeah. doing it and it wasn't like we and weren't it could, feeling it guilty. Could, it could be something like really small, like something as small as, Hey, honey, I put my hand here. I got convicted. Like, can you please hold me accountable on like not doing this? Mm-hmm. And boom. Or like, putting like those boundaries in place. Like we talked yeah. about leaving at a certain time. Yeah. So like nothing good ever happens when it starts to get dark outside. Mm-hmm. Well, it gets dark kind of early nowadays, yeah. but yeah, you know, God just wants to see a change. He doesn't want perfection. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously red flags would be something not in line with the Bible Yeah. and green flags would be if he is a fully devoted follower and is standing firm yeah. on God's word, if he's spreading the gospel, if he's kind and he's gentle yeah. and he's loving towards people he doesn't know, right? Go on a date and see how he treats the waiter. Yeah. Um, Just honesty, really. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to honesty and vulnerability. Those are like the two biggest green flags. And mm-hmm. do you, not find it weird. Yeah. You need you need to give the man space to be vulnerable and, yeah. and honest because if if you don't give him that space and you think it's feminine for a man to be vulnerable with you, then there's going to be a lot of terrible, terrible things that happen mm-hmm. when y'all should have tackled the first month y'all were dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next question is how fast is too fast in a relationship? when you know it's God-given. The second part to this would be, how do you handle fear of moving forward really fast? He said he personally asked this question because he knows 
our story and we know we got engaged in four months of us knowing each other. So he was like, did y'all have that fear of moving too fast? Um, what is too fast? Stuff like that. Okay. We kind of already answered this at the beginning, but there is no timeline at all. Mm-hmm. Like if you're good financially and y'all know y'all are going to get married and y'all love each other, then please don't listen to the world mm-hmm. because um, again, I said this in our last podcast, the world is going to give you worldly advice. Mm-hmm. The world will not give you the advice from God's word. Mm-hmm. God's word says, when I send you the woman, don't know how then the scripture ends. <laughs> Completely paraphrasing, but actually now I need to find the scripture. You want to answer, honey? Yeah, I would say there's there's absolutely no timeline. There's not a timeline on anything. Um, we didn't really, I mean, I guess I'm speaking for myself, but... I never asked myself if it was too fast mm-hmm. personally um, because I knew that it was God given and why would I deny a blessing from him just because me personally, I'm not ready for it or I don't think I'm ready for it. So I was thinking of another scripture, but I can't find it. So I'm just going to read something else. So this is everyone. Everyone knows this first, but it says uh, this is Proverbs eighteen twenty two. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. You know what's crazy about that verse is, in that verse it doesn't say anything about like, um, you will know after X amount of time, it says you will find like immediately when you find her. Mm -hmm. Like obviously you're going to have to search for her, navigate some certain relationships and situations, but it doesn't anywhere, nowhere in scriptures that say, um, does the Lord say, or does Jesus say, or does Paul say, or does Peter say, any, or does Moses say anything about, yeah, you need to date this person for a couple months to see if this is the person God sent you. In Proverbs, it literally says, when you find a wife. So after you are searching, you will, you will find. Um, so, dude, there is there is no timeline when it mm-hmm. comes to... you know, getting married and stuff like that. And what I was saying about the world is you can, you can go one or two ways. Me, I always went the second way because I always got curious. So, um, well at the start I did, then I was like, this is a complete waste of my time. So you can go one or two ways. When someone says it's too quick, you need to wait. You can either ignore it and say, thanks for the advice. There you go. Or you can challenge them and be like, says who? And at the start, when Michelle and I started dating and I said, I'm going to marry this girl, I challenged all of my friends. And I was like, who says that I need to wait two years to propose? My grandparents got proposed in eight days. My other grandparents got married in like 16 days or something like that. And my grandfather just passed away. They were married for 66 years. My grandparent, my, on my dad's side, they've been married for like 58 and it's like, so there, there is no like right or wrong answer to get mm-hmm. married. If, if you found the wife that God sent you, then she's not your wife yet, obviously, but you will know because God will give you that discernment or mm-hmm. it's up to you to make that discernment, whether or not she's your wife or not. And then you better obey shoot because he won't do it again. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, the second question was, did you, did we ever have a fear of moving too quick? 
And um, I would say to that, you will never have a spirit of fear if you are walking in line with God's will. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what the spirit produces. Mm-hmm. The spirit doesn't produce fear. No, that's what God produces. However, you may be scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. There's a complete difference between fear and scared and like nervous. Yeah, there wasn't ever anything in me that was like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm scared to do. Th- I'm scared to get married. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not scared to get married. I'm really excited to get married. And when we got together, it was, I'm so excited to be with this man Mm -hmm. and I can't wait until he proposes to me. Yeah. It was never, oh, I don't know. Like there, there there's, I don't know if your fear is like doubting Yeah. or if your fear is like, okay, let me rephrase this because speaking from our relationship, again, we're just giving personal advice Mm -hmm. based on what we've experienced. I was never fearful or scared. Mm-hmm. I was nervous about things, right. but it had nothing to do with you. Right. So there wasn't any part of me that was like, oh, I don't know if Asher is going to be good in this area. I don't know if right. he's going to be. It was, am I ready for this? Like, right. did the Lord prepare me for this moment? Right. Um, am I going to be an asset in this man's life? Am I going to be a really good partner? Am I going to be a good wife? Am I going to be someone who can serve him properly Mm -hmm. and love him the way that he deserves to be loved. It was me being a little nervous, but the nerves go away as you continue to trust the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. So the Holy spirit was working on me and we still pray for that. Every time we pray together is like prepare us for marriage. Like the Holy spirit continues to refine us for that season. Mm -hmm. So where is your fear coming from? Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I would say is I would say you need to really examine where your fear is coming from because it's probably not fear. It's probably just you being nervous and a little that's bit that's completely normal yeah and a little bit scared i mean that's that's okay yeah like i was ext- like when i bought michelle's ring i was really scared signing those papers my signature probably didn't look probably a little bit scratchy <laughs> and when i proposed to michelle i don't remember it you were shaking yeah and i was shaking and that's okay <laughs> you know there's nothing it's a wrong big deal there's not there's nothing wrong with being nervous. I mean I'm gonna be nervous on our wedding day. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to sleep and <laughs> that's completely okay. I mean it's it's better to say I'm extremely nervous and I'm extremely scared and I love this person with all my heart. Mm-hmm. I am so thankful we're doing it together. But yeah, if you're fearful but, about marriage yeah. or whether or not it's the right person, but he said it's God given. Yeah. So I have a feeling he's just nervous. Yeah. And I don't think it's about fear. Yeah. But choosing one person to spend the rest of your life with. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. deal. Um, But if you pray, God, if this is from you, please give me peace about it. Boy, it will he. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have so much peace about each other. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next question is how to move on from a relationship you wish you were still in. I would say this is just, again, take it or leave it. Um, Give yourself space to grieve over the relationship, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really liked her or him, I don't know who we're talking to. um, And you're like, I really thought that this was God-given and I was supposed to get married. I mean, give yourself the space to be like, I'm extremely sad. Mm Mm-hmm that's okay yeah you know jesus cried a lot yeah (laughs) 
you know, there's there's nothing wrong with grieving over a relationship that you thought was the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. it. Doesn't make you any less of a girl or any less of a a man um, to cry over a relationship that you thought was the right one. And and how to move on from it? It really just comes down to where you have your hope in. Because mm-hmm. if you have like your hope and your faith in yourself that you know you are going to find the relationship instead of God giving you the relationship and him having you help make the discernment on whether or not that person's for you or not, then, you know, that that's how you're really not going to move on from it, is who do you have your hope in? you have your hope in yourself, or do you have your hope in God? That's what I would say. Yeah, and if you're actively going on dates and trying to pursue a new relationship, I think the biggest thing is not comparing. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times people have a really hard time moving on because they're like, oh, well this person was like this and this person's not like that. Mm -hmm. I I think I've told you this, but you like from the past relationships, like you possess all of the good qualities that I liked in them and more. Mm -hmm. And you have all of them Mm -hmm. combined. Yeah. So if there is something that you're like, oh, well, this person was really kind to people and this other person is kind of a jerk sometimes, then it's like, Okay, well then he's not the one, yeah. right? It's not a matter of I'm never going to find someone because no one's better than him, better than this last guy or last girl. Like not comparing yeah. and just fully trying to understand the new person that you're trying to go after and, mm-hmm. and going in with a clear mind. Uh, we don't compare each other to our past. Uh, when we talk about our past, it's like, it's not like a this girl was like this and... You're, it's it's yeah it's it's not like a honey i had one of my girlfriends do this and you don't do this why not we yeah. don't talk like that no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> that that's out of comparison yeah now what we will say is hey honey one of my ex-girlfriends did this and you just did this and it gave me a tick that's mm-hmm. why i reacted the way that i did mm-hmm. that's just being vulnerable about your past that's mm-hmm. not comparing no no that's really good yeah i think it's important to just give yourself time to move on from it. And if you find yourself comparing, it might be because you didn't give yourself that space to move on from it. Um, and, and God needs alone time with you in order to find someone else or bring you someone, right? He's going to, he's not going to send you someone if you're sitting around sad about another relationship. Okay. So this is the last question. If you stay to the end, This is probably the juiciest one. Um, And it is how to navigate simple gestures of physical affection before marriage. Ooh. Wow. Mm -hmm. So me personally, um, I would say to that, be completely honest with your partner about how you like to be touched in a non... You can be touched by your partner in a non-sexual way. Mm-hmm. That's that that is a very 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 high possibility. Mm-hmm. Now there are some things where you can touch your partner in a very sexual way. And there's also such thing as non-sexual touching. For example, your girlfriend rubbing your back or your boyfriend rubbing her back or you know head rubs um, head scratches <laughs> head scratches whatever um you know while you're driving or something like that or y'all holding hands or whatever it may be. Now, arm grab, arm grab for the girls. Yeah. So something, something that Michelle and I talk about so much, which may be kind of weird to some people. Michelle and I talk about how we like to be touched in non-sexual ways. Yeah. Like literally, 
Michelle has it down to a T on how I like my back to be rubbed Mm -hmm. and how I like my head to be scratched. And when, like in the context. Yeah, and and when. And also, um, she just knows, she knows when to grab me, which is like 99% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like Michelle and I are just very touchy people. And it's also, it's also okay for you to tell someone if they're not doing it. Yeah. Like uh, sometimes we're in the car. I don't drive. Asher drives everywhere. And sometimes he'll, if I'm like sitting there, like looking out the window zoned out, he'll like grab my hand and like put my hand on his head or on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants me to rub his head and I'm not like, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't throw a fit. I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I can do this for you. Yeah. Till my arm gets tired. Yeah. Not in a second. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's really good to yeah talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do want to say this. Okay. Because I don't want it to be she's not holding my hand or he's not holding my hand. That means that they don't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because a relationship is built on communication and like how we connect by talking to each other. Yeah. Right. So like our our the foundation of our relationship has been on talking because we weren't around each other. So when you were in Houston and I was in Ohio, you couldn't hold my hand. And you couldn't give me a kiss or Mm -hmm. give me a hug when I looked sad. Um, It was talking over the phone. So like physical touching should not be the foundation of whether or not you know your your partner loves you. So it's not based on he needs to hold my hand or else he doesn't love me. Mm -hmm. Or she needs to give me a hug every time I get up yeah or she doesn't love me right because that's not that's first of all it's not exactly how we show love because let's be honest jesus died on the cross for our sins to show us how much he loved us that was an action he didn't come down and give us a hug like he expressed so we serve each other and asher knows that i love him because i tell him i serve him his needs are above mine And Mm -hmm. the physical me holding your hand or rubbing your back and then when we're married, being intimate with each other is how we'll show love, right? Mm -hmm. So don't build it on that foundation. Yeah, that's that's really good, honey. Um, I would just say the best way to show like physical gestures and stuff like that in a non-sexual way before marriage, it really, really just comes down to um, talking with your partner about what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't communicate it with each other, then that's going. That's what's going to lead to uncommunicated expectations. Mm-hmm. What Michelle was just talking about. You leave the house, your boyfriend doesn't give you a hug, and you really wanted one, and you didn't express that to him. Mm-hmm. He can't read your mind. He can't read your mind. And in the same way, to my guys, if you're driving your girlfriend, fiance, or wife around, and you want your back to be rubbed, well, then communicate that to her. Mm-hmm. And if she says no, well, then... Y'all got some other stuff to talk about. I'm not going to dabble in in that. Um, I'm not saying that she ha- like she's obligated to. However, I, I would say if she loves you with all of her heart, she will want to. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to leave there. Now, what's really cool about speaking and like communication is I think it's so cool because um, like God spoke the world into existence. Yeah. And what's really crazy is when it comes to us failing to know our partner better 
it's literally us not communicating. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Um, so, I mean, Michelle and I still to this day, we, we talk all the time about how she wants to rub my back and how I, how I like it to be rubbed or how I like my head to be scratched or whatever. And that's really important because, you know, that's, that's going to lead over to other more important. I'm not saying that it's not important, but you know, us being over communicative in how we want our back to be scratched. Yeah. It's a very healthy habit to have because in the future we're going to be dealing with a lot. Yeah. A lot more than just, hey, honey, can you rub my back? Yeah. Like, I don't like to be rubbed that way. There's probably going to be a bunch of financial issues, kid issues, you know, marriage stuff's going to have, like, we're going to have trials. So it's very good to have that foundation of communication now. And on that point as well, it's good to have communication about the non-sexual acts because y'all are definitely going to want to communicate during the sexual acts. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, Michelle and I haven't had sex yet, but we are definitely going to be over communicative in that aspect. Yeah. Very important. I mean, God wants us to be over communicative in that aspect. He literally. Yeah, we're not going to get into detail, but. Yeah, I think it's also important to communicate when they do something that you enjoy. Yes. Um, because if they do it and you're like, oh, I love this in yeah. your head and you're like, I hope they do it again. And mm-hmm. then they don't. And you're like, wow, really? You're only going to do it that one time? They didn't know that you liked that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example. When I came to visit you for one of the first times, and I think it was the first time I came to visit you. Yes, because we went to Walmart before we went on the boat. And we were trying to find a floaty <laughs> or like noodles or something because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to stay in the lake, but I wanted to float. So you were asking someone for help, like yeah. an employee. And while we were standing there, it was rubbing your back. Yeah. And we walked away and you were like, I loved the fact that you just did that. Yeah. And you were like, you just, it was like, I'm the man and like, you're the woman like yeah. behind me kind yeah. of thing, mm-hmm. like submissive and like yeah. with you. Like Supportive. I was, I was yeah. letting everyone know that I was with this man that mm-hmm. was talking to this employee. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just like the way that you explained it. I was like, wow, this is great. So like when we go places, like if we're talking to someone in public or like, I'll like grab his arm and like, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, he's the man and like, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm his woman mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you explaining that was, was perfect. Mm-hmm. When we first started talking on the phone, we went through a bunch of things we where did. we were like, I feel like you're like this. Yeah. It was like us guessing what yeah. the other person was like. And we were right every time. And for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of already knew that we were going to be like touchy and like holding hands and like hugging we'll we'll be with your family or friends or my family or friends and um he'll put his arm around me or we'll hold hands I'll put my my hand on his leg he'll put his hand on my leg Mm -hmm. like there's just little things where it's like I just want to let you know I'm here and I love you Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, you guys asked some really good questions um we might do this again in like a couple months maybe if we I think we're going to start a new season next year at some point. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it again. And we didn't get to some, and I think some of them would be a really good podcast topic. Right. So, right. That's yeah. I was just about to say that if your question, cause we had a lot of questions. If your question did not get answered one, some of them just weren't on topic. Yeah. Or of, we've talked about it or, before. or we've talked about it before. And two, we were like, we can talk about this for six and a half hours, so we're going to save this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe your question will be a podcast episode in the future. Yeah. 
and we appreciate all the support that we've gotten um, oh my gosh it's insane yeah and and we also want to let you guys know that while we're glad that it's helping you and that we're ministering to you guys uh, we also just want to make sure that we reiterate that it's not us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to stress that it, it's this is Jesus. This is yeah. Jesus's thing. Um, God's doing his work in our lives and hopefully in yours as well. And I just, yeah, I just want to make sure that we, mm-hmm. we, uh, we get that point across because yep. we're a mess. Yep. We're just following the spirit. Yep. And so, yeah, if y'all want to support us in any way, just share this episode um like it comment share with your best friend and then if y'all want to support financially too we just set up like a giving thing in the description so if y'all want to give y'all are more than welcome to do that um we don't ask for anything at all but what you got honey anything else no uh yeah we just hope you guys had a great holiday and that you have a great new year and we will see you in 2024 here we go (laughs)